Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very casual episode of Chaos and Shadow. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Pagan. Pagan, you've been under the weather. How are you feeling now? I'm on the mend. It's been a rough week. If you haven't gotten your vaccine yet, I highly recommend it. But be careful. That second shot will knock you on your ass. (laughs) Yeah, that is what everyone is saying. And I've been keeping up with everyone online on Twitter who's gotten their second. I'm going to be going into getting Mm -hmm. mine. uh, Well, I need to go get my first. I, I don't leave anywhere since I'm a podcaster. Uh, So I've put that low on my list. (laughs) However, in today's episode, we'll be talking a bit more about this summer's upcoming move that I'm doing. You and I have chatted about this, not recently, but um, last year when I was considering it. So there is a reason Mm -hmm. to get vaccinated on my side. I will be out in public a smidge. But um, to that point, still be careful, folks. I'm seeing a ton of of well tons and exaggeration i am seeing more than i would like to of like cases of someone getting uh covid after being vaccinated because there's still yes. around so many vectors of people that will not get vaccinated so uh, just to the responsible people out there that are you know doing their thing and they're wearing their masks and they're being good just remember yeah the vaccine you still have you still have to be super responsible for all the people that aren't i know it's not mm-hmm. fair Our goal is to make life fair, but it's not there yet. Yes. And I I would also like to add to that. After you get your doses, give yourself some space from people because I literally walked around Walmart for 20 minutes and I'm pretty sure that's how I got this cold. I literally had my shot. And then three days after I was over my shot, I got sick with a cold. It's been a fun week, everybody. (laughs) I worry that I... Okay, so this is totally in my head, but like from a distance, I worry that I seem like an anti-vax guy because I'm like, I'm not going into the Mm -hmm. store and getting it. But you, to a T, said why I'm like not about it. I'm like, I literally interface with less than two people a week and that's pushing it. So I'm like, (laughs) I I haven't been sick since, well, last week. You know, since lockdown I will tell started, you exactly what did it. It's it, like I kicked myself the whole time when I realized exactly how this happened, and I was like, "No, no, it's fine." I went and so those of you who follow me on Twitter, you know that I got my haircut, <sighs> and I went and got my haircut. And while I was in the salon, there was nobody else in the salon except for one lady who was like ten feet away from me, and the hairdresser and me, and that was it. And the other hairdresser that was working on the other lady, but. I was like, do I need to wear my mask like for this or like, should I take it off? I mean, like I was concerned about her actually like snipping one of the uh, the elastics. So she was like, you can leave it on or take it off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take it off. I shouldn't have taken off my freaking mask. Ah. That's exactly what happened. So, um, yes, lesson learned. I will never take my mask off probably for the rest of my life (laughs) when I'm out in public. Uh, I'm going to be one of those people that... uh, I'm totally pro-science, but I think the CDC is wrong here, and I'm going to wear my mask forever. So, sorry, CDC. Yeah. I I think you might be kind of full of shit on this one. (laughs) I mean, by we're not political analysts or experts or whatever here, because, well, quite frankly, those people actually all suck uh, on all sides of the aisle. They're just a bunch of windbags. But it does seem that the CDC has failed us more than ever. And I would say that has a lot to do with their mixed messaging, because we've been Mm -hmm. getting weird stuff the entire time, late information. Now, now I'm assuming you're speaking about their new uh, recommendation, which has already caught fire and (laughs) been a huge dumpster fire already, which is telling people that are vaccinated that it's safe to go maskless. And that has just created a whirlwind of anti-mask people uh just you know feeling more empowered and that is the last thing we need right now because what we need to empower is science and the belief in science and the expansion of science so people are literally are still learning new things that brings me to a whole other kind of sour topic but can i just say i saw today on twitter um a california representative laying into a big pharma person and um she literally used colored circles like on a on a sticky board sort of thing to show how much like budget they were spending on stuff because she's like you're pushing all the cost onto the consumer telling us that the, all these you know drugs that we need to live that they're so 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 expensive 
and she's like pulling out all these things. The guy's like, well, you know, we only spend this much, this much, this much. And she keeps correcting him. And she slaps like the biggest bubble on the board, which is just so much bigger than what they spend on R&D. I, going off of memory, it was probably like five times or so bigger. And it was all like stock buybacks. And it's all it, it's mm-hmm. just all this money going to crap. And she's like, and here you're telling us you're giving us better treatments, but at a higher cost. How's that even happening? Because you're you're not spending it on R and D, and I'm like better treatments with lots more side effects. Yeah, Yeah. no, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) This isn't an anti. Just so everyone that's listening, no, 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 totally not. I I'm pro drug, pro everything that you need to do for your health. But I'm also in the same breath. uh, Don't discount nature. Mm -hmm. You know that that's me. I I think both are. I think having both in your pocket is a healthy balance, in my opinion. Um, of course, we are not medical doctors. We are not medical professionals. We are. This is just our personal opinions. No, but I'm getting ready to call myself a moral expert at this stage because it's like it's so not hard to be good to people. And to your point right there, I think that it lies right in the middle. Like I think nature provides mm-hmm. so much for us. And I think the times that we screw it up is when we have lobbyists like our anti-hemp campaigns here in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, we put all these stipulations in not to make other people's lives better, but to make certain people's pockets fatter. And, you know, so we see that with the alcohol lobby against marijuana in the U.S. Like they dump so much into it because in states where I mean, this is old information, I would say fact check what I'm about to say. But I remember when a lot of states were starting to legalize about four ish years ago um, Mm -hmm. that they started the alcohol industry started to lose money in states where people could recreationally smoke pot because again, no hangovers. It's not for everyone. And I'm not trying to push it on people, but I love it. And there's huge health benefits linked to it. Um, it's Uh just to say we've had the alcohol industry pushing against it and there's not really any strong benefits tied to that. I mean, there's been the whole wine thing, but we're really pushing it to try and say that that's the better route. But that's just one example of how we got all these people that step in and go, well, you can't research that because our crappy drug that really hurts your body, like you said, is the is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So it's not anti-science. It's actually pro-science, but hugely pro like ethics board for how you're treating patients, how you're paying people, how you're abusing slash destroying the environment, um, what opportunities you're not looking at in favor of all this. So it just seems common sense to me, which is very uncommon. No, I completely agree. And it's one of those things of we're seeing a lot, especially in the political circles right now, and we're not going to get too heavy in the Mm -hmm. politics, but uh, exactly how much the rich are benefiting from people dying. Yeah. So if you haven't noticed that, please Google that and research it on your own. I agree. I agree. And that's what it is about waking the people up. We're not here to push any like snake oil answers on people. In fact, no. uh, what chaos and shadow is, is an exploration of things we don't know. But the thing that keeps popping up to me over and over again is that we really need to start loving people way, way more. And I'm not talking about like love your abuser. Fuck. Well, pardon my French, but F that noise, because that's very different. What I'm saying is love Put 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 the idea of helping people first and foremost, because that's not what big pharma is doing. That's not what the insurance companies do. That's not all these people that, you know, really do have the purse strings in America, at least. Uh, they put our stuff last. So at least on a community scale, I'm super thankful to the, the people that we talk to. Like just these yes. paranormal communities have, have literally been a lifesaver, a mental saver, all this time through the apocalypse because um it's it's good to see that we have friends that think similarly and also are willing Mm -hmm. to question the status quo uh, because i think that's what needs question right now so on an interesting note i don't know if you saw this this morning michelle tweeted our good friend michelle bellinger for those of you who don't know who michelle is when we refer to her that way um she tweeted about the cow that was born with the third eye right did you see that yeah i saw and that i'm like wow you guys want to go butcher this poor animal that literally might be a god incarnate so for those of you who don't know um one of the hindu gods i don't remember off the top of my head because i'm not super versed in my hindu mythology i know enough to be like yeah that's hindu and that's about it um, but I do know that one of the gods, actually, their myth talks about 
a god returning to the earthly plane and coming back as a cow with an eye in the middle of its forehead. Ooh, that's And I don't remember the whole myth. I hope you guys will go and research it and, you know, come back and tell us all about it because um, I I don't remember it off the top of my head. But I do know there is that myth because I remember it from my world mythology class. And I'm like, huh, that's really interesting considering I'm a cattle rancher's daughter. And lo and behold, in 2021, here is this beautiful white baby calf born with an eye in the middle of its forehead. And not only that, the eye isn't even like horizontal. It's vertical. Yeah. Yeah. And it blinks sideways. It's so freaking cool. I was like, oh, my God, I want to pet you. I don't even know where you are. If I had the money, I would go wherever this farm is and I would try to buy this cow. I hope it I would does if get- I had the money purchased up i i imagine okay so the articles and stuff i saw this a little bit ago when it uh, it first got some news i want to say a couple days ago is when you were sick it it got uh, its first press break this is its like second wind and i'm hoping it continues to go because the updates to the story what you read from michelle's post was kind of the um what would i say like it's the one week review if you will so now they're like okay the cow got press attention in that article, they're going on to say, but it's still going to be slaughtered like a normal cow. And that's where everyone's kind of like upset about it. And I would have to imagine uh, that someone's I hope someone's going to buy it up because they got to make more money off of it, a, a select purchase like that than, you know, a no nothing typical yeah. slaughter. Like someone's going to pay that price plus something for it. So. I don't want to just say I hope someone's going to do it and like throw it out there in the void and that's the end of it. And it still goes to slaughter. I hope that's not the case. But truly, I mean, it would be in their best interest to sell it some to someone for more than they were going to get for the meat. Right. Like, I hope that it eventually goes to like one of those really cushy, happy, like super nice animal sanctuaries where they just treat everybody like they're made of gold. <laughs> That'd be great. I don't know if you've seen any of those. Like they're just wonderful. They take all of the abused animals that are supposed to go to slaughter or that are born different and uh they raise them up and give them really happy, healthy lives. So I I'm kind of that. hoping that one of those sanctuaries will step forward and hopefully buy this animal. That would be really, really I, I thought great. it was very interesting that it kind of hit the radar today. So very synchronistic, in my opinion. I agree. And I, I say, uh, back to the science note, please get that fake beef stuff going faster. Because, like, I'm all about the ethical treatments of animals. But I, I am a meat eater. Um, but as a guy that grew up near the animals that we used to get to know before we slaughtered, like, this system is very different. I do not like factory farming. It's not something I'm about. And if we instead go to a route where we can make a, a you know, they have in labs produced like a you know a plant substitute meat that is said to be identical to real meat so get on it let's make that a thing if, if scientists can do it let's get it out there i know that these companies are going to be resistant because they don't want to cause you know they don't want to uproot their current thing it's like easier to keep the status quo but f the status quo it's clearly not working <laughs> it's clearly running us off a cliff and if we're not gonna stop the train then I don't know. What are we doing? I, I would say that's like 2021's message is just F the status quo. It really is. <laughs> it really is. And I'm sorry to our audience. I sound a little bit like a frog because I'm still getting over that cold. So if I don't sound like normal pagan, that's why. So I apologize in advance for that. Well, we warned him right off the top it was going to be a casual episode. This is, I mean, yeah. we're 13 minutes in kind of introducing what we're doing here, having fun <laughs> BS session to say that we've been down and out just uh, across the board doing different projects. And you've been uh, with the kids and with the vaccine and all mm-hmm. that stuff. We've just been so all over the place. Uh, we're sitting down later this afternoon to record an episode with Katie Webb, which I am so excited to talk to her. That's um, going to be a great episode. I know. We were going to talk to her about a month back, uh, but she went offline for a bit taking care of her mental stuff because that is what we all need. Like mm-hmm. social media break should be more of a thing. So bless her for doing that. We easily got her rescheduled for this time and she's going to talk to us all about, uh, well, we're going to get some of those UFO stories in there still, but we're, we're shifting the focus we're going to talk to her about one of her huge passions, which is consensual ghost investigating. 
And the big precipitator to this, reintroducing it to the, the audience, is that I grew up in a farmhouse in western PA, just about an hour north of Pittsburgh. That house is coming vacant this summer, as is my lease here in Salt Lake City. So I am looking to make the move back. Uh, my friend is going to come out here and meet me. We're going to drive back with the stuff, uh, move into that house, and I am really, really looking forward to it. The coolest thing for the network is that that house was super active with spirits. And I think that gives us some really cool opportunities to work together as just um, just a whole paranormal crew from the people that are part of our Revelator Investigative Society to our listeners that are out there that are involved with us on Gilded and all the rest. Like, I'd love to do some actual communication methods, and I'd be very surprised if we don't get any answers. I think that would be super cool. Super, super cool. And you and I had talked about that house a while back, and uh, last year, actually. And mm-hmm. it, it, we did a little kind of psychic tap-in with it, which was really fun. So it'll be cool to see if, like, some of the spirits haven't, you know, moved on because of the other tenants that have been there. Agreed. Um, and see who's all still there, or if there's new ones that have arose and decided to move in because of the tenants. Maybe they brought some new friends with them. That's So it'll be question. very cool to see what happens. I am so into that. So what I would ask you, Peg, and I, I haven't told you this yet, mm-hmm. but... You did, like you said, a psychic viewing of that place last year. If you remember your results, please keep them hush-hush because I would like to do that with the group. I still remember very specific things from what you told me from the walkthrough or the psychic walkthrough. So I am curious, you keeping your responses to yourself, what other people, Mm -hmm. if any of them, line up their results with yours? Uh, that would be really cool. Yeah, I I really want to see what other people do with that. And the thing is, so the spirits in that house, like I said, they used to be very active. I say spirits. I don't really know what they would be nowadays now that my view on it all has changed so much. Uh, just between the stuff that Katie Webb introduced to us with the new Kirks and like it's it's changed so much. And I. I feel like there's been at least two to there's two to three different vibes that you can easily find in that house based on where you are. So that's what I'll say is there's at least different vibes. What that tracks back to is it is it sentient? Is it me? That's one thing I'm really curious of is a lot of the activity I can remember. Definitely not all of it by any means, but a chunk of it was whenever I was a teenager you know what they say about poltergeists getting spun up because yeah. you know you're hormonal and you're you're making you know all these kind of life decisions and changes and there's so much going on that it they say it jazzes it up. So I am very curious, like you said, to see where the energies are. Have have come, have some new ones come? Have they gone? Very interesting. You know that's really interesting. They kind of mentioned that about the the poltergeist thing because they say a lot of times with the poltergeist that it's actually female energies and it has to do with their menstrual cycles and hormones and all that other good stuff. But I'm kind of starting to wonder if that might be an old like paranormal sexist opinion. And if it does actually go both ways with teenagers, because, you know, boys have their hormonal spikes as well. So if that's the case, that would be really interesting to see if part of your energy has imprinted in that house and part of you, yeah, the manifestation of you is there um, because, you know, obviously you're male. So that would be one of those things that... Uh, I would really, that's kind of one of my things that I would almost kind of want to see where that kind of sits when it comes to poltergeist activity. It's one of those things that I, like, it never sits right right with me when it's like, oh, it's, there was female girls in the house and it's a poltergeist. Are you sure? Are you really? I've never heard it it like that before. I mean, no. Aside from like them, like females being the characters in the Hollywood stuff, which I wouldn't trust that, you know, for for much i do hear the sexism in what you're saying clearly yeah. i mean anytime that we're gonna blame a problem on a woman's like reproductive parts or anything associated i'm like yep that's that sounds like a man who just wanted to shut someone up and was like meh, meh, meh. um so you're that fits but i know i i've never heard it be like oh it can't be a male energy uh, to me in fact I, I don't know if that my view of poltergeist is what would fit the technical term either, because 
I think that some people view poltergeist to be an external energy that latches on to you. Um, and to that point, there's probably something really gross in there to be said about like men's view of ownership of women and like how, you know, oh, a spirit might claim my 13 year old before, you know, some other man does or something like that. Like it, there is definitely weird to be said about that, but I always think of it more of like just general energy kicking up. And I don't think uh-huh. that to me, a poltergeist even has to be age related because my I mean, here's the other thing is my parents didn't live a super happy marriage when they were in that house. It wasn't domestically yeah. abusive, but it was a lot of yelling. So they were always yeah. fighting. And I think lots I mean, to, of energy, being lots of energy. So until they got divorced, it just was like a, an unhappy home, if you will, like the house itself uh-huh. just seemed unhappy. So that's also where I get very excited is like, if I'm taking, I, I've never lived in the house under my full ownership before. Cause uh, the last time I was on the premise of so people like 2015, that's when I visited from California. But before that, um, it was just me checking in and out when I was in college, but I had moved out kind of sort of permanently to college around 2010. So, and that's been phew, almost a decade, give or take some of those revisits and staying there a month or two at a time. But uh, yeah, right. it's not really been mine to do with energetically what I would like. And I think that's very interesting. That is very interesting. It's going to be really cool to see how it you know, plays up. And if it plays up, who knows? It might just be like, oh, we like you. We'll be nice to you. <laughs> I mean, I say go for it. Let's be nice, ghost. That's what I want. I want to see. So my question for Katie will be to ask, um, talk to her about offerings and stuff for the spirits. Yeah. Because, again, I'm going into it. So my mother was a believer in the spirits there, but she was also more of like a banisher of them because she was like, I don't I don't want spirits sticking around in my stuff. Like, it's my house now. You had your time. You need to go. That's her view. And that I think is a very mature view versus like causing a ruckus and you know making the situation worse hers is just stay or go your choice uh, mine is more like hey if you're interested please do stay because i'd like to do experiments where we try and talk to you so mine's actually like <laughs> come and sit at the table i mean really because what we're doing with all the podcast stuff like i would adore yeah. doing like a live stream and seeing if they want to talk to us through like a ouija board or through tarot cards or whatever oh, that would be cool medium I'm sure we could make it work. That would be very cool. That'd be super, super cool. Yeah. It's always exciting to see that kind of stuff uh, and see how it uh, plays out and all that. So uh, I'd love to do that sometime with my farm, but with, with mine, it's just gotten so quiet and peaceful the last few months because we haven't had all the family drama. So True that. I don't know. That's a good point. Uh, the, the spirits are very pleased right now at my place. So that's cool. I like it. I, I don't like the drama. drama no, thing away. <laughs> I don't either. And but that's the important thing too is is I'm definitely not trying to like rile up negative spirits. In fact, like I was pointing out, I I really want to. I kind of view them as like um, uh, what's the word? Like a a coat? What uh, other a lab assistant? Kind of like a lab assistant? Because I like oh, we're yeah. over here running a thing, and I'm like, if you can just help us, they could. My dream for these ghosts is if they want to help us, could they be like our operators and work the switchboard on the backside and like keep the defenses up on the property so no creepy mumbo jumbo walks in? Because to me, that would be ace teamwork right there. That would be great. Or, you know, if we're talking about something cool and spooky and all that, um, maybe they, they want to voice an opinion that only our audience can hear. Oh, so be that would be neat too. Oh. Speaking of, uh, this could be extraordinarily obnoxious. Hold on. I know how to do this. I know how to do this. Oh, I figured okay. out how to tap in the spirit box. Antitrust enforcement agency, the Federal Trade Commission, the... are now looking more closely at these arrangements. Make it go? Oh, yeah. So then I could just do. Can you hear this, Pagan, at some point? I can. See, I got the spirit box attached to this so i can like s box through the uh the the what you call it here which is pretty neat i don't know how i don't know what i want to exactly use that for but i'm happy that i can because it's just a nice little us jack here that would be interesting um to you know do something like that with that um for maybe like if we ever did like a uh spirit communication podcast and just 
you know, record to see if anybody comes and talks to us and have that going in the background. Absolutely. You know, the only thing that would be the only. Okay, I'm thinking of another thing, too, which could be interesting, maybe. But like if we tried to do an Estes method long distance here, I could definitely pump that in if the audience wanted to hear it. The only problem that I truly don't know how I've looked for this on my mixer. I'm fairly certain it just doesn't have a capability or I'm way too dense to get the combination of buttons it would take. But I can't figure out how to hush a channel in my own ears because like it would be ideal if i could let the audience hear you but i don't hear you that way you can talk to them with the s box just like you're used to through obs through my side just like all the other times we've broadcast and i just wouldn't hear you so you could have a full-fledged conversation with chat and i could be sitting there listening to the s you know doing the estes method with like a blindfold and having the same spirit box everyone else is hearing now there is a way around this it's a simple like splitter jack thing so i guess i've already come up with a solution i can make that i can make that work i can do that good answer kyle good work <laughs> well see all you need to do is just vo- vocalize it and that's right the answer came to your brain. sometimes there you go. all you need is a like a two dollar part and that's a, a two dollar splitter thing and you're good to go um so that's i'm just throwing it out there i think there's really really interesting ideas that could be done for this um for people out there that are listening i'm really interested in uh, working with members too on this. So one of the things, Pagan, that you and I haven't really had a full chance to sit down and talk with, but I've been putting some ideas on the whiteboard. This is an old historic house. And I know people love to uh, kind of help keep those things running and operational and all that stuff. So I'm thinking one of the tiers that's maybe going to go up on the website is like a preservationist or a restoration team member Ooh. sort of thing. Because it is an old 1800s farmhouse that has lived through the Spanish influenza. It has had a fire in the Great Depression. It's had a doctor's office and a parlor in there for funerals. It has done it all. And I would love to see this thing restored to its charm. And it has exterior-wise and interior-wise. My mother was someone that didn't want to... uh, Really didn't want to take it far from its roots. Like, she modernized functional living stuff but never to the degree of like you know completely uprooting the house or changing any of the vibes there so it has a very historic kind of energy to the place uh, and and I, again i'd love to see it restored so that might be a thing because i know pagan when one of the calls that you uh missed when you were sick was uh the the revelator team they want to come by for uh investigative nights someday in the future they're like if I'm ever near West Virginia, I want to swing by. And I'm like, we could actually definitely do that. Like, that is totally a thing for people. I think you and I actually looked up the the driving distance from your place to mine. And I want to say it's only like eight hours. It's not very far. Especially if you and I look. I'm going to throw out. A, I'm going to throw out the Michelle name again here. But Michelle has her inspiration house that is also it, that's OK. So everyone doesn't know I'm, I'm share, shilling out all her stuff for you, too. So Michelle has Inspiration House, which you can Google, and it's an Airbnb situation where she has owned and I want to say restored a uh, nice house in the Ohio area. Yes. Um, that you can go Airbnb at. There's super nice spirits that you can work with. And that pagan is only about two and a half hours away. So I was telling people, I'm like, if you want to come and do like a West Virginia, Ohio tour of the area, you know, you want to fly into somewhere and do that. I was like, we'd all be in like a four hour drive in this whole thing. So and I've seen a lot of people doing it after they got their vaccines and, you know, they've been safe and masking up and doing their adventures. I've seen a couple people go through Point Pleasant and get their picture at the Mothman just in the last month. So, yeah. And if you guys ever come down south. We have the Bell Witch Cave here, That's so right. we have the cool uh, spooky stuff down here as well. So, And I have a spooky farm, but I have a sister-in-law who doesn't like people over here because part of the farm is hers, so I have to work around that. Ah, that's a stinker, but understandable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we had a few people come out a few years ago, and they just stirred up so much shit. Oh, like, wow. they just came out and tried to make a mess of stuff, and like... It really just pissed off all the spirits here. Yeah. And then they ended up trying to like do some magic stuff here. And it's like, um, no, go away, please. 
and they were just not respectful at all. So, um, you know, that's one of those things with any kind of location. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter if you're coming to see us or going anywhere else. It doesn't matter. Always be respectful wherever you go. Always treat the land or property or wherever you are with the utmost respect because that may be somebody's home. That might be um, a place that somebody takes care of and they don't want to clean up your bullshit. <laughs> that oh. is so important. Like people don't think about what happens after they leave an investigation site and that's not very respectful to the owners, to the caretakers, to anyone else that has to reside there. And that's, uh, we probably heard, like, I'm going to say this again, is in like Newkirk circles, um, that we we heard someone talking about that not long ago, or at least I did. Someone was saying how, it might have been the Newkirks even on our episode, or Carl and Connor when they came by to talk about that, but people saying, yeah, you know, I think it was Carl are talking about the the Stanley. Yeah, the people come by, they'll like start a thing and then like, yeah, they have the fallout because the people leave and the energy level hasn't like crescendoed yet. So, hmm. Yeah, it, it's not cool. And you see it a lot on, you know, paranormal TV as well, where they'll yeah. go into a location and they'll stir everything up um, just to get, you know, the good ratings of the episode. And then they just leave. They don't do anything. Well, that's right. And it's and- like, can you guys not please stop that? <laughs> that was uh, Netflix's doc that got us onto all of this too, wasn't it? Because we were going to do the Cecil. That's right. We were going to do the yeah. Cecil Hotel, and we we were both people. I mean, as a guy that lived in L.A. and still loved the the culture and the learning about the history there, um, it's a very very interesting hotel. But we wanted to use that as a way to talk about the ethics of of ghost investigating, yep. and it kind of set on this. We've been working with all of our topics very loosely, as people have probably picked up on. You know, we've touched on a little bit here and there, and that kind of reflects our brains at the time. But um, we've been trying to pull through this ghost theme throughout just as kind of a maybe more as a 2021, if you will. That's our message to folks is like, be really responsible with your investigation styles. And if you're talking to spirits, I mean, be super respectful who you're working with there, too. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just so much good conversation to come out of this. I think people are, are going to love the house. I think it's going to give you and I a lot of interesting experiments and potential that we can do. Um, having a base on the yeah. East Coast will be super sweet. Because like you said, we're in an actual reasonable drive time from one another, which is beautiful. <laughs> Unlike before, I think right now with Kyle being in Salt Lake, I think that we're like 26 hours away from each other. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. If we drive, because I know to New Mexico, it's 22 hours and Utah's further. So uh, it's a long ass drive. But on the East Coast, it's not that long. It looks longer than it is, but it's really not. That's so true. it's pretty nice. I very much look forward to having all of our friends kind of in the backyard there, which is the other really, really big things. Uh, I did get hit up from one of our friends out here who was sad to see me going from the, they were talking about like one of our friends from the Idaho ghost um hunting such up there and they were she's like i'm sad that one of my ghost hunting friends is leaving and i'm like i'm so sorry but i I joked with her and i said i actually have to move into a haunted house to get me out of a house to um investigate like i'm such a homebody i have to move in with the spirits to bother investigating them (laughs) and she laughed so that's great (laughs) that is that is in a nutshell what's gonna happen um what else do i kind of dump on people here there was a new bonus episode i told, was telling Pell- pagan before we got together and did this that i did a solo update for everyone up on the bonus feeds so if you're a member over on the website revelatornetwork.com uh at the 20 dollar level or above you get access to the bonus feed and in there again i just went through all of our stuff i will shout out right now i need to be talking about this more uh the kyle's valheim bulletin podcast and this will translate over here potentially, is working on courting a sponsorship with Manscaped, the uh, the male grooming, trimming, like they have all that sort of stuff for uh, your junk, your genitals, as they like to put it. But they also have all kinds of other stuff, too. I mean, just like any of the other trimming companies, they do hair. I think they do some hair products now, too. They, I saw all kinds of stuff. So uh, code KVB at checkout for Kyle's Valheim Bulletin, B as in boy, at 20% off and free shipping. We need to just... Get a couple sales in the month of May into June here. So if you've been looking, if you've been considering, if you're looking to buy a gift or even send 
a very passive aggressive <laughs> message to someone. Uh, buy them, buy them the little lawnmower 4.0 or something. KVB at checkout. That's, that would be so terrible, but uh, amazing. That's what everyone's been telling me. They're like, well, I'm going to buy it for the so-and-so in my life and send that to them as a way to tell them to do whatever, harass them. But actually, the thing is, it's a really nice one. They did send it to me. They're not even monitoring this channel. So I could be like really crazy and be like, rah, they're so bad, but they're not. I got sent the uh, thing in the mail. It's super solid. And it's got like a USB rechargeable. It doesn't care what your proprietary, like, it's nice. It's nice. So buy it if you're interested. Helps us a ton as the network to to get more, uh, what would that be, sponsorships and just ad deals going. It puts us in a new kind of category, um, which will be super helpful again, because this is all going to go back to helping out this cool haunted house. <laughs> One yes. and the same. Support the haunted house. That's, that's going to be the, the new message when Kyle moves is just support the haunted house. That's kind of it, though. When I, I was thinking, uh, one of the things that we... I don't, yeah, I'll say I guess struggled with uh, just over time is we're such a new show. We've not even been out here for a year yet. And there's so many paranormal shows. So like what sets us apart? Because again, uh, I don't want to say that we're not doing anything groundbreaking because I think our ideas tend to be, we're in the minority. Let me just put it that way. When it comes to the way we look at the high strangeness sort of stuff, thinking they could all be interlinked. And we also just got a complimentary email the other day, which was super nice. Someone thanking us for our opinion. Um, they called it us standing against the, quote, speed and greed culture, which I really like, wow. actually. That's that's a great phrase. Uh, that's a hell of a compliment. Thank yeah, you. I want to say they said they were born in the 60s and they were like, I'm just so happy to see your generation like pushing against this gross over capitalism, abusing people sort of system. And I'm like, thank you. Oh. So um, the, I, I don't know where I was going right before that, other than to say it, it it's really thanks to all of the people that are, are listening to us and and keeping this stuff going. Oh, I was going to say, you know, this high strangeness field, we got introduced to this through Hellier and we've made a ton of friends since the space is still weird. I, I, I don't want to start any kind of flame wars, but I, I did call out there is a certain podcast you can find through my Twitter feed that is very anti gay, oh, yeah. trans, anti-vax, anti-Semitic, I mean, you name it, come on, you can add them to the list, just, just put an anti in front of it, and they probably are about that life, and uh, yeah, they're still popular out there in the field, so we're pushing against that, not to not to wreck someone's life, other than to say that dude put it all in a tweet, he's like, I do not, all these people are freaking idiots, so I'm like, oof. Wow. Uh, there's a lot of hatred out there, folks, and I just remind people, because we all have a conscious decision every day if we want to be assholes to people or nice. And, you know, we can we can all find better ways to, to vent our frustration. It's true. We can. And, it, you know, that's the thing, though, that we, we talked about this at the beginning of this episode that, you know, we were really out there pushing that be kind to people, love people. The world needs a hell of a lot more love than it does hate. It's, it's full of hate and it's tipping the scales right now. So I would definitely spout our message again of send some love to people stop yeah. spouting them yeah i promise everybody bleeds the same fucking color pardon me for saying that but i'm just so tired of everybody just hating everyone it's true and it, some love we really need some love so just send your love to everybody that's right can't hug right now because we're still in the middle of a pandemic and i don't highly recommend that but send them an air hug well, that again, that gets to future talk for the, the podcast, like network as a whole. Um, so I mentioned, you know, people want to come by and do some some investigations at the house. Now, that's going to be something that I hope everyone out there understands, because I'm be personally living in the place that I will be keeping very, uh, very choosy about. You know what I mean? Like I, that will be open to people that I know. So to folks that are interested, what I would say is. Get to know me um, because I could see great potential in our future for having uh, like group meetups or something. It's a perfect place. It's got plenty of property to host, you know, large groups of it's It's in the past hosted large gatherings. Actually, that house used to be a like they, it's referred to as kind of the party house. Like people would. Um, this is before, you know, any kind of modern transportation. But people coming through the area would actually stay there. Um as they were coming through because it had a train track down the street from it, just like a, a, you know, one, two minute walk down the street could see it from the house. And so people coming through, they'd crash there and it would host, uh, it owned a lot of the property around it too. So, um, 
they would they would have big parties there and all kinds of stuff. Uh, this is all to say that, again, I, I think there's great potential for stuff there. We're going to because of the reasons Pagan outlined before people like amping up energy in a not good way. It's going to be very, very choosy, though, uh, because, you know, we, we need the right people working with the house. I don't want to be living there with someone's. Well, actually, to be fair, I'm the one person in the world that you could open a scary portal with. And I'd be like, I feel more at home than in a church or something like that. <laughs> I'd be like this Cthulhu portal makes me sane. Um, but that aside, I, I still, I think we could do some really cool gathers, really cool meetups. I'm, I'm, I'm putting up some roles up on the, uh, the subscriber thing. If people are interested, those will be higher level tiers, um, for the, the, the house stuff. But what I'd like to do too, is like, um, aside from our free content that we do for everyone, cause you know, we're going to continue doing all the podcasts and stuff and we're going to continue doing some streams from there, but live tours of the place that just aren't, you know, and aren't even the set scenes that people are going to get to see you know we can actually do some members only restoration crew stuff with the the ouija board or the tarot cards or any kind of divination tools just so much fun and from my childhood there i can say those spirits were not too shy of coming to say hello that's awesome uh sorry i got on that re-tangent though because you had mentioned like the house being some sort of like icon or you said something that triggered me into thinking i was wondering about getting a logo for the place because i kind of have one uh, yeah i was gonna say i think it was protect or protect the house or something to that effect i i don't remember it's fled my brain what i exactly said but i i said something along those lines yeah or the house or I don't know something, something along those like lines. That. <laughs> it made me think it made me think because I yeah I was like I want to do a logo for it but it could be our little I mean I, I don't know it, it is something that is unique that's that's kind of where I got sidetracked too is saying um it, it's we were trying to figure out what makes our podcast have something that really not many others do and this is actually a really fun way to go about it to me it's natural because I've already lived there and um also it's a smart business move for me just as people that understand i'm a 30 year old guy who's like been living across the country from la to salt lake and i've rented and i've rented and i've looked at buying here but i just don't salt lake's not my city uh it's a little bit of expense expensive to buy anywhere these days so i was like mom why don't i take it it's you're not gonna you've been telling me you're gonna sell it for 10 years but it's actually been 11 and it's still here so how about i just move in uh, there's also stuff i want to sell out of there too because you know it has all my it still has a lot of like childhood stuff just packed in the attic including a probably metric butt ton of halloween decorations so yeah. well i mean you love your halloween decorations I that know. is true i love them so i'm gonna have tons of them I- who keeps up Halloween decorations year round? So, well, I, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> now that the house will be like again, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I wonder how many people that have moved into their childhood home feel like this at a point too. But like, it also is weird because I lived in that house for uh, well, solid eighteen, not probably nineteen years consecutively, and then college. But again, this will be my first time actually being able to call the shots and being like, if I don't like that, I can move it. You know, I can I can switch things around like that's OK. It will be effectively mine. And I told uh, parents, I said, hey, you know, when I start making money off of this stuff, the, the podcasting and all that, I said, I'd like to put the extra money back into it, as I've told you all in this episode. But to them, I said, let me repair it. It needs a new roof. Let's fix it. It'll sell for more if that's the route we want to go someday. You know, there's always life is so impermanent. Like it's a, it seems just like a really smart move for now because we could check it out and have a lot of fun. I think it's a great move. I think it's going to be awesome. And I'm looking forward to see what comes out of the HQ. It's going to be great. So that everyone is um, shaping up to be a mid-July move. Now I'm doing that uh, in mid-July because in late July, the last weekend of, we will be interviewing Michelle Bellinger at House Kepru. So I want to say... I want to say we have 10.30 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. This is probably Saturday. I'm guessing Saturday the 31st, but I'm also looking. Yes, I would look. Well, it should be Saturday the 31st. That would make sense. So uh, buy your tickets. They're available now. I think they went on sale on this 14th or the 16th. So by the time you're listening to this, tickets are available. Go up to, oh, let me check this all. I'm telling people off of the. Top of org? 
House. Yeah, Kepru.org. Yep. Kepru, K-H-E-P-E-R-U dot O-R-G. And then you go to the Gather tab at the top. It's a little black menu bar. If you're on mobile, it'll be different, I'm sure. But uh, Tickets. And then you're looking at the Astral Gather 2021. And again, that's a three-day event. And that's going to... I know in their Discord server, they're talking about like what the accessibility will be for um, catching them later and all that. I won't speak to any of that yet. I don't know. But all I can say, Pagan and I, we will be there. We're going to do a live interview with Michelle Bellinger and her partner, Illyria. Uh, Matt Oren's going to be there as a special guest doing a, a, a talk. I mean, there's going to be a lot of great people at this. There is. I'm looking at the schedule right now. It looks great. Oh, do they have a full schedule out now? Oh, they probably do because it's the thing, huh? Uh, yeah. If you, if you look uh, at the gather, it's scroll down. Oh, here we go. Sorry, folks, as I'm quiet for a second. Haunted doll tea party? The what? fuck? <laughs> oh, look, there we are. Are we are right there at 1045 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I love it. So, yeah, Saturday, July 31st, 1045 Eastern. That's when you're looking for us. So that's what, three hours? 745 if you're on the East Coast or the West Coast in Pacific. So that's awesome. That's a great time for you Pacific folks to catch. That'll be very, very early in the evening. Um, There's one. Oh, 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 Matt's right before us that's so cool i love that oh, he's, doing two presentations. he's doing one on friday and saturday what oh i was yeah. i didn't see i was really excited about the name of his friday one but i didn't see he was the person that's so good i'm so excited 9 15 p.m eastern on friday the 30th reclaiming baphomet symbolic initiator of the occult mysteries Ooh. oh my god that's- yeah, so that's Matt Oren. Again, we just did an interview with him that's live now. So that's that's the conclusion of Friday night schedule. And then again, we conclude Saturday, but we are um we're led into our session by Matt doing another called energetic input and output. Oh, this sounds uh-huh. wonderful. That's gonna be great. Especially <gasps> like I know a little bit about that from his book. And if he he touches on the stuff that he touched in his book, um, it's gonna be a really great, great thing. So I'm super looking forward to that. There's so many of these that I want to see. This is me getting the schedule for the first time. But um, uh, uh, right before Matt, even psychic perceptions, the line between imagination and intuition. I need that because as I start to do my ESP stuff or what's kept me away from it the longest time in life is... I have a weird imagination in that I, I I have a really hard time like imagining spatial objects. My brain doesn't. This is really strange. I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this before. Maybe I have once or twice, but I have like a really hard time. If you tell me to construct an item in my head of the image I'm seeing actually matching what I'm telling it to be. So for just like a very lazy example, looking at this door in front of me if someone would be like, picture a green door in my head, it might appear blue and I can't always change it. And I'm like, how can I have an image in my own head that I can't change? Um, And that gets into kind of weird stuff between again, intuition and imagination because you start to see that the, the line between the two is very, very blurry. There's an interesting thing about that that I think I think it's in Matt's book. I would have to go look. But if it's wrong and you guys are listening and you tell me it's wrong, totally understandable. Like I said, I've been sick all week, so I may be getting my information from somewhere else. But I'm pretty sure it's in his book. Um, he actually talks about this, I think, in a chapter talking about um, the differences between imagination and how your intuition and how they kind of go hand in hand with each other. But uh, I think it's kind of basically fake it till you make it. So it's one of those things that if you're getting it wrong in your brain, it's because your brain hasn't figured out the neural pattern to get to where you need to go. It's still getting there, but it's not getting there in the exact way that somebody's telling you to get there. It's kind of like if you're given directions um, and you know, like if you put in like, say like something in like your GPS and your GPS gives you like three different routes, mm-hmm. one's like the fastest, one's the scenic, um, your brain might be taking the scenic route versus the fastest route, even though you're telling it to take the fastest because it's just not figured out the neural pathway yet. So if that's the case, you're still getting there. Congratulations. It's still working. It's just not exactly where you want it to be yet, which is still okay. There you so go. So you're training your brain. 
I like it's, it. Uh, training it to do neuroplasticity. So you're actually forming new pathways in your brain. So your brain's actually building the blocks as you do it. So that's, eventually that's, you'll get there. Very, very, you very fascinating. So good. <laughs> yeah. I, um, uh, there's some great articles that I just saw today related to such about that. Cause they, I guess doctors, uh, just did some really great scans of how a thought is recorded in the brain. Uh, they were able to do it while doing, I believe it was a, an epileptic sort of prevention thing on people. And I want to say that was it. I could be skewing who, what, what people, but basically it was too unethical a thing to like risk on volunteers that didn't need surgery. Right. But this is part of a natural surgery. They would be monitoring this anyway. So, so they had these participants do a couple extra things like think of words. Um, and it's very interesting. Well, the one example that was really quick uh, that I saw was the brain lights up very differently thinking of the word humid versus the word dry. And it's it's yeah. there's so much to be said about that. And then I followed it up with another article. Um, again, I should get these for people. I, I retweet most of them. But this one was about some a little bit older stuff when it comes to the body and regeneration with electricity. Uh, talking about how salamanders and frogs, we've been able to like encourage their cellular growth just through electricity and encouraging then the body to do such with it. And it's fascinating. This kind of article concluded, uh, was this one? Uh, this one was by The New Yorker. And this one concluded by saying, you know, in the near, near-ish future, we, someone that loses an arm could just be wearing a cuff on the lost limb for a month or three, and the electrical signals that come off of that cuff will then tell the body electrically to regenerate instead of, you know, just forming scar tissue, which is... That's actually pretty accurate because you think about your organs, a lot of your organs already do that. So, you know, like your liver, uh, they actually say that the majority of your organs can actually have the ability to heal themselves. It's still kind of on the... Um, they're still testing it. The one they obviously know of is the liver. Uh, they also know the brain can heal itself. Um, and basically, it just forms new pathways. It forms new cell growth in different ways. So it's one of those things that it's not very far off in science to think that that's actually plausible. So that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Really, so the paranormal and the weird start to kind of come together with actual science. And when those two meet, it's like, wow, I didn't think this was going to be possible for like another 50 years. But wow, I'm so excited. A lot of it's doing that these days, too. I mean, we're on the brink of all kinds of cool sci-fi stuff coming out. So yeah. keep keep your eyes uh, peeled, everybody. It's going to be a wild ride. I know we got stuff coming out from the government soon supposedly in June about the UFO stuff. I don't know what that's going to look like. That it got leaked or something like that. Say Did again? you see that? The what? What? It, apparently there was a new like UFO video that got leaked. Um, I want to say I about heard it. about this one. Let's see. I did see, but I didn't watch it. This sounds terrible, but oh, this does sound terrible to everyone out there that are huge, maybe UFO buffs, but I, I'm just holding my breath with the UFO thing right now. I don't know. I if if I honestly had to be a betting man, I would say uh, that if well if I you know I have a, I have an I have an idea for kind of each category we're going after here. If it's a nuts and bolts UFO, I want to say it might be overseas adversaries. If it if it is nuts and bolts, because the behaviors that we've been seeing with it, like you know going near our aircraft and stuff. Uh, if we're saying it's nuts and bolts, that's also kind of like what Russian Air Force stuff has been doing, because um, actually real geopolitical issue for people for a second. But I guess the Russian Air Force has been pushing into Alaskan waterways recently, um, uh, buzzing fishermen and stuff like that. So uh, kind of a weird confrontation thing that's been going on at sea for years now. I would still put my money less on it being nuts and bolts, though. I think overall... I feel like it has something to do with our brains. I think it has to do with our brains and the Earth's magnetosphere sort of thing, all interacting kind of together. But That's interesting. <laughs> I'll leave I, it vague. Whatever comes out in I, I, June, July, whatever it is, uh, I look forward to it. 
same. I think it's going to be cool. It should be. Well, it'll be interesting to see what comes out. Nonetheless, is all I'll say. I'm I'm there for it. But in the meantime, I'm holding my breath and watching what everyone else is doing. I'm more interested in other people's reactions, the actual evidence itself at the moment. If that if that yeah. makes any sense, because <laughs> to me, I'm like, sure, UFOs makes sense. Been there. Thought that like, whatever. I'm fine. You're not going to shock me with a new video, especially in this day and age where it's safe to discount all videos. It's just it's so easy to hoax anything. I mean, even face match where all those things we can just you know plop a person's face on yeah, and say it that, so that's pretty creepy actually that that app to think about it it should terrify people but here's the thing i'll leave you all on the most strange note because we've talked for a solid hour and it's been a blast the note i'll leave people with is i don't know i i do think we're we're facing a question of human consciousness next and what that means because we're getting into a stage of tapping people's brains into computers, which I think is super cool. Um, we're getting to a phase where we're starting to understand the brain in a different way. I think that will help us start to understand how other species think, too. I think we're all going to see that we're all more tied together than before. I I didn't research this and read up on it myself, but someone was just telling me that there's even more evidence coming out about how plants are all interconnected and how they actually can talk and think in a scale and there is like one of those large forests i think even out here in utah that all like a whole forest that's interconnected underground and so that like if you heard a part of the forest like it reacts in other regions like miles or whatever away um but it's just all fascinating we see that with the fungus stuff too where you can have a whole living ecosystem of fungus that's like an you know huge huge mass underground that is I, I i don't know all i can say is i bet we're connected and i bet it has to do with electricity like we talked about and i think it probably maybe has something to do with vibrational waves and all that too but yes it, it really does it's super cool if it, that's something that interests you there's actually a, quite a bit of research already out there because that's actually been around for say like a decade but i could be wrong about that Mm -hmm. um but yeah the the plant thing is not a new concept Mm -hmm. but it's an unexplored concept so then if that if that's the case there must have been something new because i mean yeah you're right it's i was i'm sorry i wasn't talking about the old stuff you're right that's out there but the new there's well there's something i wonder if i could find it i'll have to do it afterwards but uh they were referring to something that was just breaking fairly like in the last i guess two weeks or so now but yeah I'll have to look it up. I rarely pay that much attention to plants and their interconnectivity. Maybe I should, but I'm more concerned. I'll let someone else do that. I'm worried about <laughs> our brains. Um, but I'll let someone else worry about the plant brains. We can come together with our research. So everyone out there, a huge thank you. If you're interested in all the brain stuff, too, please consider becoming a $20 subscriber up on the website. Because if you go to revelatornetwork.com forward slash subscribe, you can become a contributor. Com- <laughs> become a contributor or higher and at that level you can uh, join us in the gilded for super secret esp experiments and stuff we've been getting together on about a weekly basis now to sit down and chit chat share all kinds of feedback that's that's been the best thing about the group is people been sharing their experiences successes and failures and the failures are specifically where I feel like I'm learning the most about it because uh, it, it's teaching us kind of what to focus on, what to not worry about, and all of that. So if you're interested in trying that in any way, shape, or form, uh, we're doing the Hemisync stuff. You can find a lot of that on YouTube. But we're also looking into other ESP experiments. Like we think Katie Webb's going to come by. Um, a shout out to Michelle Bellinger because she's sending Pagan and I a set of her psychic aptitude cards. I believe they're called psychical aptitude cards. Uh, you can Google them yeah, really like, easily. But yeah, I, I'm super excited about that. I, I had actually forgotten about that until you just opened it. I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah. a cool thing. That's great. Yeah, those will be here probably. I actually don't know when she's sending them, but they'll here be here fairly soon, I'm assuming. And then we can play with those i mean there's just so much cool stuff to get involved with we're gonna get back up on the blog and start blogging away um this summer's gonna be weird though i warn i i really want to like document and catalog a ton of stuff with the house 
and um, would love to get all that up on the blog. But that's all to say we could definitely use volunteers as well. Uh, if you're someone yes. that's interested in writing or gathering information, we would love to have you on the team, uh, get access to behind the scenes content and get to work with us and, you know, via voice chat calls in the future. I can only t- touch and say that, you know, again, more, tons of possibilities for team meetups if people want to come through and do investigations in person. So don't be a stranger. Get involved. Become a member, a uh, paying member up on the site. Become even a free member if you just want to hang. Get in that Gilded group, gilded.gg forward slash RPN. Consider supporting the new sponsor we have with code KVB, as in boy, at checkout uh, from manscaped.com. Let's check out the other podcast. That's going to be it. I've, I've shouted out enough stuff. That's the list. <laughs> the million things. Yes, go and uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon. Yep. Uh, stay safe, everybody. And check out. There is one last one. This is the free one. This is the free one everyone can do that I always forget. Refer.fm forward slash chaos. Share the show with your friends. That's a free version of the contributor role. So there. That's my last tip. Love you all. Stay safe. Chat soon Bye-bye. with Hemising Part 2 and Katie Webb. Bye. Are you enjoying listening to the Revelator Podcast Network? Support this show and others by going to revelatornetwork.com. We've got five shows and growing with Chaos and Shadow, Pagan's Witchy Corner, Kyle's Communist Book Club, Kyle's Valheim Bulletin, and Stellaris Emergency Broadcast. We've got something covered for the occult lovers, the gamers, and soon to be many, many more. Make sure you subscribe to that blog while you're there. Don't miss out on our newsletter if you become a member. We're doing ad-free feeds, bonus audio episodes, member badges, and rolls on our exclusive Gilded server. Find everything you need at revelatornetwork.com.